Good afternoon, Sam. Oh, you're right. Hello there. Sorry, I was, uh, I was just having a bit of a jam. That was that was a haunting uh, melody, Sam. What was that? That that was one of my own devising, Simon. It was a uh, backing track, emotional rock ballad for guitar, no copyright, and uh, I was just I was just riffing over the top of it, brother. I tell you what, this summer, right on the beaches of Holland and Belgium, yeah. I reckon you'd come out of one of those um, shacks that they have where they sell chips with mayonnaise on and um, those beer made out of fruit, and then you'd come out and you'd hear that song playing all the way up the beach. Everyone would be listening to it, wouldn't they? I, th I think it could be this year's beach banger. I'm, I've heard of this, actually, to be honest, there's this yeah. new up-and-coming musician that I've been raving about to all my friends. His name's Louis Capaldi. And oh, I think, yes, I've heard of him, yes. You've heard of I think yes. he's, he's, I've got him pegged for um, Sound of the Summer 2K20, I think. He, he's really? a good you, lad. You've pegged him, have you? I think I have, yeah, and yeah, no, I would, I'd confidently say I, I would, I would peg Lewis Capaldi <laughs> as the sound of this summer. Yes, <laughs> I, I imagine many would have pegged him. I actually think he's be. he's constantly being pegged all the time, really, isn't he? Yeah, I, I reckon he's 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 unable to sort of walk most of the time because he's pegged so often. So, but yeah, I I I, I mean, I have to say his music's brilliant, but I thought he was he was even better in Doctor Who. So, um, <laughs> he was he was the best in Doctor Who. But you know what? If you've been pegged so frequently mm. as the sound of the summer to the point where you can't walk, yeah, maybe you don't need to walk if you can fly. Oh, that'll be one of his songs, won't it? I I don't know. I just thought it sounded insightful. It could be. No, it's very good. I think that requires a uh... definitely one of those, doesn't it? <laughs> It's been too long, hasn't it? I'm out. I'm out of practice. It's been two weeks rather than one week. Yeah, um, and so what have you been up to in the last two weeks then? <laughs> nice of you to ask me. Yeah. Um, I've just been working tirelessly in this heat on my on my um, kitchen of woes. Um, for the listeners that oh, don't yeah. know, I bought a house. It was not as it seemed, and no. I've spent nearly the last year um, trying to. Uh, put a kitchen in, you know, mm. safe electricals, plumbing that works, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I've just been doing that, you know, lay, uh, laying floor in, putting units in, that that sort of fun. Pegging. Have you done any? Pardon? Pegging Lewis Capaldi. Yeah, yeah, well, that as well. I mean, I've been blasting him <laughs> out on my radio. I actually think you have, yeah. I have seen the photographs of your place. It does now look amazing. Yeah. No, I, even when his songs, when it, when I, when I hear him finish his mm. songs, um, I give him a warm hand. Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. No, you'd have to do that with Lewis, wouldn't you? He'd, he'd appreciate that, wouldn't he? What have you been up to, Simon? Well, um, I've had a pretty good, pretty good uh, first week of the two weeks, but last week was a bit difficult for me. I have to say, I was. Uh, oh no! There was an there was an incident, unfortunately. Um, an incident. And instantly, I don't, I don't really know how to, how to put it, but I was, I was in the garden centre, you know, the one between Hitchin and Codica. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I was just, I was just walking around, you know, just, around, just walking around, yeah, just, you know, just having a look. I was just walking around, you know, hmm. and uh, and I, I, I thought I needed a new garden hose 
So uh, I, I went up to one of the people in there, not obviously not all the way up to, because obviously the social distancing. Yeah. But I kind of, you know, I kept, I kept a distance, you know. And I said, I'd like to try out some hoses. He said, yeah, okay. So he, he gave me a few hoses to try out. And, uh, you know, sort of like, you know, see if I could spray a bit of water with them, you know, that kind of thing. And anyway, there was a power cut, right? And everything went completely dark, like pitch black. And I thought, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I just, I carried on. So I, I had the hose in my hand and I was kind of fiddling about with the, the gadget on the end. Yeah, and, no, then, and then I got, I got all the water or what I thought was water to come out, right? And then all yeah. of a sudden the lights went on. And it, it wasn't a hose that I had in my hand. It was Batman's penis, right? Because oh. what, what had happened is he'd come in, right, and I didn't know this, and I actually had grabbed hold of his, you know, his, his gentleman. His, his, his todger. Little, his todger, yeah. And it wasn't water that was coming out the end of it. You see, what I'd done is what I'd was given, it? Well, it was it was his 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 uh, his seed, yeah. His baby so, batter. His baby batter, yeah. His bat fat. So what what I'd done right is I'd given Batman a hand job oh. in, in, in the in the garden centre. Bloody uh, hell! I know. I mean, he had to get his bat rag out and everything, you know, out of his <laughs> utility belt just to wipe yeah. himself down. And it was all like you know, embarrassed silences and stuff. What? And he didn't suspect a thing. Well, I mean, I don't know what he was doing in there, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I don't know if he'd gone in there because, like, the Joker had, was trying to steal some pot and compost or yeah. Bane had knocked over a display of trowels or something. I don't know what he was doing in there, but <laughs> it was incredibly embarrassing. And, I, you know, I, I didn't really know what to do. So I just I just made my excuses and ran out. But, yeah. you know. This touches but, upon an interesting topic, actually. Um, it does, doesn't it? And that and that topic, of course, is which superhero would be most likely to be involved in some kind of sexual scandal? Yes. Um, so I I think Batman would be up there because he doesn't have an actual superpower. His power is having tremendous wealth and being able to develop all these gadgets to make him better than other people. I think um, so. Yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah. So I think it would be in his um, in his psyche to to want mm. to dominate others with using his you know financial power and of course he would be yeah. able to pay um legal teams to cover up what whatever kind of uh, sexual crimes he um he would commit for for instance um uh, garden center wankery yes that's right i mean you know he he could he could hush that under the carpet couldn't he he could hush the you know the 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 you know the the discharge yeah, under the under sweep the carpet, sweep it, it under a flower bed. Yeah, well the the thing is about Batman is he's a bit of a criminal, isn't he? Because um, he's always going around robbing <laughs> things. Yeah. Did, I, did you know I, that interest in, in this, yeah. this is a genuine fact actually yeah. they've said that like interest in batman as a superhero dropped when there was all that coronavirus news about like bats and things like people stopped like i don't know whether it was like memorabilia or film revenue but they i read yeah. some of that there was like a dip in interest or something in batman because of that bad news well of course i mean he he was you know he, he has the the motive he's got the he's a vector isn't he he goes around all over all over hanging the about world. in that cave full of guano yeah. 
walking around, you know, he, and you could you could see him infecting, you know, a lot of people. He's like the typhoid Mary of superheroes, isn't he? I think I think they're going to have to uh, lock Gotham back down. Absolutely, like they did yeah. Leicester. Like they did, yeah, and there's there's a lot of connections between Leicester and Gotham, isn't there? Cause, uh, I, yeah, I think it, well, it's like. Um, uh, Dracula can turn into a bat, and he's sort of linked with Whitby, and you 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 immediately think, you know, Transylvania, Whitby. There's that connection. And it's the same between Gotham and Leicester. Uh, mm. But for for our American listeners, you know that that's a part of our culture. We link Gotham to Leicester, or Leicester, mm. as you call it. We do, yeah. In fact, I think um, Stan Lee got the idea for Gotham from Leicester. I think uh, he did, yeah. I think he did, yeah. Poor, poor old Stanley. He's in. He was in all the films, wasn't he? He was all of them. Uh, some not, kind of not so, not so much the later ones, but definitely the the earlier ones. No, I think he's. I think he's stopped acting now, hasn't he? On account of being dead. I think so. Yeah, but but because you know they have CGI, he can be he can be in things all the time, can't he? He can be in things more than he ever was. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I was going to make a joke then about him being in something, but I don't think I'll make that joke. No, don't make that joke about him being because because Americans are very litigious, aren't they? And, and yeah, they, they don't. They, they're really uptight about necrophilia. They are, aren't they? I I always thought he would. I always thought he was in uh, Laurel and Hardy because I Oliver was always saying, "Come over here, Stan Lee." And I always expected Stanley to like just turn up and do like a cameo in like you know way out west or or whatever. Where'd you get your Where'd you get a Dixie horn from? I made it myself on my melodicoff. What are they even called? I've lost what they're actually called. Melodica. Shall we have a Dixie horn off? (laughs) Yeah, go on then. Give us your Uh, best one. Right, you'll go. I'll combat it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not bad. Did it quell your horn? <laughs> it's like David and Goliath. Oh. I think I was definitely Goliath there, wasn't I? Yeah. Actually, I, in, in, uh, this is just mildly interesting. I saw two mm. muscle cars today. I saw oh, yeah. a Dodge Challenger and yeah. a Mustang. What like? What are the chances of that? In, two uh, in one day in, in, in rural England. In Hertfordshire, yeah, you wouldn't imagine seeing like you know muscle cars driving around. Well, one of them's a treat, but two, I, I was just, I was mollygottled. Did you um? Did you tick them off in your I Spy book of uh, muscle cars? I didn't have it with me, but now you've <clears> reminded you me, I'll I'll dig it out. I'll have a route around. I'd have whipped it out straight away <laughs> if I'd seen them going past me. I, I wouldn't have, you know, I'd have exposed my my book. My uh, yeah. little book and my little stubby pen straight away and got them yeah. down. Yeah. But, well, uh, um, let me just check the running order before I make um, a, a, made perhaps a premature link. But that yes. sounds like with your with your stubby pen. Oh, no, uh-huh. I've got the running order wrong. I was going to think... link it to post-its, but All right. I've got Is news it... on here. Uh, we've just done news, I think. That yeah, was that was the news. I'll take that it, one off then. It's quiz now, I think, isn't it? It is quiz. Are you ready? I'm ready. Right, so uh, I haven't made a jingle, so I'm just going to play one today. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. Right, right. 
I know, I know, it's the superhero quiz. It's the superhero quiz on the Sacred Cow podcast for tonight. It's the superhero quiz on the Sacred Cow podcast. That was really, really nice. It sounded better live. Did it really? Yeah. Yeah, I know. You see, I just because I couldn't be asked to make another jingle, I just thought I'd play one. So there you go. yeah, more of that in the future. But it's it's, it's got like a raw feel to it. I'll whip my ukulele out the next time. Just rip it out. I'll just, I'll just, yeah, I'll just cut it out. You know what I mean? Just put it around. Right, are you ready for the quiz then? <laughs> oh yeah, it comes with a quiz, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, that's why it was the fucking jingle because it's a, it's oh, a quiz. God, it's the superhero quiz. So a teen, oh Christ, so I'll start that again. Yeah. A, t- a, a Teen Vogue article from April 2011. That's the clue. Asked, what super ha- superpower did these celebrities wish they had? So I'm going to give you the name of a of a celebrity, and then I'm going to give you three um uh possible uh alternatives to what superpower they wished they had okay yeah uh so here we go then so the first one is hayden panettiere who as you know played claire bennett in heroes and uh what was what was the superpower she wished she had was it one to be able to teleport two to be able to wiggle her nose or three to repair three to repair clocks with her mind. Uh, and this was in 2012's winter issue of Teen Vogue. April 2011 of Teen oh, Vogue. Shit. That's right. Yeah, I didn't get that one. Did you not? Right. No. Um, okay. I think it was. People get hang-ups, don't they, about uh, like not being able to wiggle their ears or roll their tongue yeah. or wiggle their nose. I reckon it was the nose one. Unfortunately, it's the teleport one. So Hayden Hayden wishes she could teleport to anywhere in the world. Mm. So there you go. So 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 now we know. Oh, we we have a listener. We have somebody called Lovell is now listening. That's great news, isn't it? Yep, that's good to have a listener. It is, and we have to stop swearing now. Then yes. Okay. So remember that, Sam. No swearing from now on. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, second question. Uh, Rachel Black, uh, who. Uh, I, I looked up on the internet and she either makes hats or she's a fictional character in Twilight. Beyond that, I have no idea who she is. Okay. And here's the three alternatives for Rachel Black. Number one, her superpower she wishes could be to be able to eat an avocado straight out of the shell. Okay. Two, she wished that she could be invisible. Or three, she wishes that she could bite without leaving a mark. So what is it that Rachel Black wished her superpower was? You said she could have been in Twilight. So biting without leaving a mark Yes, would be really bad for a vampire. Oh, fucking hell, we've lost our listener. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know why we lost them, don't you? Because we actually were talking. If we yeah. just kept our fucking mouth shut, they might have stayed. <laughs> that's the trouble with us you see is we just don't know where to stop anyway give us an answer then right um i've not forgotten them i'll just say the avocados because loads of people cut themselves whilst trying to wrestle with the middle of the avocado and getting the leather yeah. crust off of it and, yeah do you want me to, oh sorry we should have locked that in shouldn't we sorry oh, we, yeah. remember, right do you want me to lock that in yeah lock it in for okay me. i'll lock it in here's here's the sound of locking in 
quite was a thorough locking in this week. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's the wrong answer. It's that she wanted to be invisible. Shit. Yeah, I know. So there you go. Uh, right, third one, Alex Schaefer, who, as you know, played Kyle Timmons in Win Win. Um, I know. And what superpower do you think he wishes he had? That one, he wanted to have skin made of Twinkies. Mm. Two, he wanted to have skin made of condom rubber. Or is it three, he wanted to have skin made of iron? What do you think? They're equally impractical. Mm. Iron skin would is basically a disability because you wouldn't be able to move. Yeah. Um, I think condom skin... Although, uh-huh. if your enemies were like latex intolerant or allergic, yeah. then you could pose a minor threat, I suppose. Yeah. And then, um, uh, well, what was the, th- the third one? Third one? Uh, skin made out of Twinkies. Twinkie skin, probably yeah. the most useful because sometimes mm. I like to chew the inside of my mouth and it would be a much more pleasurable experience if it was made of Twinkies. Are we talking the, like, the Twinkie filling or are we talking Twinkie cake- cakiness? The- the whole shebang, everything. Okay, so life. like an outer layer of cake, and maybe like in, instead of like blood, like yeah, cream, the, the sort of creme pat stuff they have inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll go with that one. That sounds fun. Okay, do you want me to lock that in? Yes, please. <laughs> It's the wrong answer. It's the skin skin, skin made of iron. That's the, what he wanted, yeah. It's completely impractical. Okay, now listen carefully to this one because uh, yep. you, 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 uh, you, you need to listen to the – because the devil's in the detail. Uh, Graham Stuckey, the musician okay. uh, in Teen Vogue, said his superpower was – or the one that he wanted was, number one, to be able to read minds – Two, to be able to read his own name. Or three, to be able to ejaculate into a competition height basketball hoop from outside the three-point line. Uh, See, you said the devil's in the detail, and the most detailed one, as always, might I add, is the one linked to ejaculation. Yes. There is a theme, isn't there? I think that is a red raw herring. And it is, isn't it? it? Well, it would be. And uh, <laughs> I think it would be... Um, reading minds or reading his own name. Yeah, the mind-reading one. Mind-reading. Do you want to lock that one in? Can, can I lock it in myself? Yeah, go on then. All right, let me, let me have a go. Go on then. Yeah, that's locked in. That's definitely locked in, isn't it? And you're correct. Yes. It was the ability to be able to read minds. Nice. So so you're one for four at the minute. <laughs> that's pitiful, that isn't it? Gives you a batting average of 250. Okay. Um, and here we go with the last one then. Okay. Um, Jamie Campbell Bower, who, as you know, played Caius in the Twilight Saga didn't in, in 2011. Um, what... Uh, uh, superpower did he or she uh, I, don't, I don't know I think it's he I, they I them know. just go default to I they them yeah uh, is it number one the power to explode people's heads with my singing mm-hmm. was it number two to the power to dis- dismantle sorry the male patriarchy and replace it with a super sexy matriarchy 
<laughs> or is it number three, the power to move four inches to the left? Oh. Now, the power to move four inches to the left sounds yeah. a bit like the cha-cha slide. You know where it's like slide to the right, slide yes. to the left. That's right. Um, my average slide was more than four inches, not showing off or anything. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that's someone from Twilight. I think that was the cha-cha man. I think, um, I don't know. Tricky what what one, was the it? first one again? Oh, God. Um, it was, uh, wait a minute, it was the power to explode people's heads with my singing. Yeah, that sounds useful. I'll go with that one. Okay, we'll lock that one in then. Hold on a second. Yep. Wait, so we get it locked in. Okay, well, the bad news is that was wrong because the superpower oh that he wanted was, I know, was the power to move four inches to the left. Now, Jamie Campbell Bower then went on to explain why that would be a superpower, but I couldn't be asked to read it. So no, fair play, it I, sounds I boring. He, he just come up with some bollocks about if you were four inches to the left, then people would miss you when they hit you. But that, but what if it was a what if it was one of two muscle cars in Hertfordshire? Four inches wouldn't save you from the wide front end of a Dodge Challenger. I know. I mean, do you know what I mean? It's oh, so what a heap of it. shit! I know. Shall, we, shall I play us out with the um, with the uh, jingle again? Yeah, then? please do. I could do with a with a right. pick me up. But I I will change it to reflect that we're coming out of the uh, of the thing now. Okay. I knew I knew it was the superhero quiz. It's the superhero quiz. It was the superhero quiz oh, for tonight. It's the it was the superhero quiz on the Sacred Cow podcast. There we go. Hey. Yeah. Even though I only got two out of five, I still feel triumphant. Yeah. Here is you struggle with the tenses there. I know, and and the chords and the lyrics and uh, everything else. (laughs) Yeah, but it gives it heart, doesn't it? It does. Did you recognise the melody at all? I recognise the melody, but I can't remember what it actually is. (laughs) It's Tonight You Belong to Me, uh, which was uh, in the film The Jerk with uh, Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters. They sang it on the the beach, didn't they? And Steve Martin Mm. is a fantastic banjo player, isn't he? He is a banjo player indeed, that's right. What he can't do with a banjo string uh, is nobody's business. Yeah, well... I, I, you know, I, I would have him pegged as the sound of this winter. Oh, definitely, yeah. Street. I can imagine coming out onto the beaches of, uh, of, um, of the uh, the Hanseatic states, and out of one of those shacks where they sell uh, fish and, and possum, um, and possum, yeah, yeah, and just walking down the, the the gravel beach, and everyone would be playing "Tonight You Belong to Me" on on the banjo. Yeah, probably. I can, I can picture. I can picture that. He plays claw hammer style, which um, some banjo players look down upon because it's allegedly much easier to to master that than it is um, mm. normal finger picking. Um, but yeah, I don't play don't... banjo anymore. I still no. No, that's fair enough. I mean, I think the thing about Steve Martin is that a lot of people say that you know, uh, is is he the best uh, banjo playing actor? 
I mean, I don't even know if he's the best banjo playing actor in The Jerk. That, that would have worked if you said in the world the first time round, wouldn't it? What did I say first? You just said he was the best banjo playing actor. In, in the, yeah, oh, I implied in the world. Yeah, well, just, yeah, yeah his existence implies that. Yeah, well, we haven't I done guess. that joke for a while, have we? So. No. And I've also, well, keep an eye out for that one because I might be using it again later on. Absolutely. <laughs> Look out for it very fucking soon. What's this sound? What's this sound? Is that you, like, stretching a waistband of some kind of, like, velveteen pant? No, it's it's some square pieces of paper, all of which are glued in one corner to allow me to write notes. Sounds like a post-it notepad. It does, yes. And what might that lead us on to? The jingle. Yay. It, wait. Oh, it, oh. Sorry, I thought I'd accompany you on the jingle there. Yeah, it was nice. Um, yeah, and actually, you and U Kelly, Ulu Ulu Kelly. Yes. Nice. So why why did you just say that? No, because oh, oh, the sorry. listeners don't know that you were playing an Ulu Kelly. I thought I for one minute I thought somebody new had joined the uh, the live cast. Oh, and, and I was trying to read their name. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just trying to say. Luke, Luke and Kaylee. Ukulele, um, yeah. Anyway, we've had an email Sorry. in, Simon. Have we really? <laughs> yeah. It's from, well, uh, Gaynor Cockburn has emailed me in and has said the following. Gaynor Simon? Cockburn? Gaynor Cockburn. All oh, right. I was going to say, is that the sister of Rooster? Rooster Cockburn? Yeah, off of True Grit. No, it's not, is it? <laughs> What's True True Grit? The film with John Wayne, where he is it John Wayne, where he rides around on the oh walls? yeah, there's a remake of it that I That's may right. have seen at some point, but yes, didn't sorry. enjoy it. Uh, I, anyway. sto- I stopped your flow there, didn't I? It's fine. Don't doubt your vibe. Um, right, <laughs> no, so I shan't. <laughs> I pegged it. Gain. I pegged me vibe. Gainer Cockburn has emailed in and says mm-hmm. the following: Simon. Mm-hmm. I worked with you at Cartoon World Paris in your gap year. During that particularly hot and sticky summer, the cartoon fans were agitated and the lines for the rides were quite feisty. You had the idea of self—you had the idea of selflessly risking your own temperature to calm them down by dressing in a mascot costume of Cartoon World's very own lovable dog called Gubby Flange. As you waddled about. You waddled about the queues, posing for pictures with the fans. It was so hot that we could hear your feet audibly squelching in the bottoms of the flange costume. Mm. A rowdy tourist who had travelled from New York but was originally from Florida shouted, accent, Hey, you didn't pose for a picture with my daughter, you damn dick. Simon, you bumbled over to appease this furious tourist. After taking the photo with his daughter, the father jumped over the barriers and said, he said, hey, Gubby, can you sign my Cartoon World LP? I'm a big hairy fan of yours. You signed it, Simon, 
and he got on the triple whammy fudge mountain roller coaster. You made your way over to the photo station by the exit of the ride to greet the riders as they left the ride. After shaking hands and making barking noises for a few hours with the tourists, the man from New York, who was originally from Florida, appeared. You like go, ooh. Ooh. He pulled a gun from his armpit holster, and before he fired at you, he said, that was the last thing Gubby Flange ever signed, referring to the LP from earlier. Well, the bullet struck you, Simon, and you fell backwards. Park security wrestled the re- oh, it's a tongue twister. Park mm-hmm. security wrestled the weapon from the man and pinned him down. And as mm-hmm. people started calling for La Ambulance, because it's in Paris, isn't it? Oh, you, it is, yeah. you stood back up. Mm-hmm. Now the New Yorker that was originally from Florida exclaimed it must have been his cartoon world badge that stopped the speeding bullet that I fired at him that saved him. Well, you took off your gubby mask off. You, you took your gubby mask off and you said the that, following. Yeah. It was actually my wad of post-it notes. And as you tossed them onto his still detained body, you also uttered, you're the polytechnic equivalent to the University of Mark Chapman shit. The local papers thought that it would be the greatest shootout at Cartoon World Paris that year, but it turned out that it wasn't even the greatest shootout at Cartoon World Paris that weekend. Yeah, you got that bit right, didn't you? Yep, I did. So was it true? Was it true Uh, or bollocks? It was absolutely true, yes. That did actually happen to me, yeah. And the post-its, I mean, it was a full pack. So, I mean, obviously, uh, if I'd only had three or four... Um, obviously the bullet would have gone straight through because it was a new pack. It, it, you know, it, it got down, it was a multicolored one and it yeah. went through, through the green, through the yellow, through the purple, but of course the orange stopped it. Oh, and would yeah. you recommend that our listeners could try that at home because it's so safe? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the British yeah. army now in they've, they've ditched Kevlar, uh, for their bulletproof vests and now they just use uh, lots and lots of post-it notes. And that's so, good um, for office camouflage. Well, it is, yeah. I mean, so if they if they have to do a if they have to fight, you know, uh, against um, you know estate sort of, agents uh, or well, yeah, estate agents, you know, people working in call centres, you know, hmm. um, obviously having a, a a uniform made entirely of post-it notes means that they are entirely camouflaged. They can just dive into the stationery cupboard. and uh, and nobody knows they're there until obviously nice. they've had a cap popped into them into their as, post-it hearts uh, yeah as soldiers often do um the only slight detail was it wasn't uh, cartoon world in paris it was futuroscope which is the uh um the sort of theme park devoted to the moving image oh uh, uh, yeah but i mean i suppose you could call it cartoon world but uh yeah but, yeah oh well uh, then uh, so gainer gainer was right on the most part with her email Gaynor Cogburn was absolutely right, yeah, and she's uh, she's a diamond in the rough, isn't she? Really? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, from what from what I understand, she she weaves a good yarn. She tells a tale. I think Nick enjoyed that. Nick says, "Lol." He said it so, twice. Uh, he liked it so much. Did he really? Good for him. Could it, I don't think that was yeah. a super piece of writing, and uh, and I think that uh, you know it's definitely becoming the preeminent feature in our podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Is it really? It is, yes. 
I like the I like the locking in on the quiz. I think I think our listener likes that. I think um, so. I think I think we shall. Uh, oh, Nick likes Post-it vests, definitely. Um, yeah, should we should we lock that in then? Should we should we? Yeah, we'll lock that we'll lock that uh, section in. Okay, here we go then. <laughs> Everyone loves that, aren't they? Yeah. I think Um, think it's one for the whole family. Now, we have an interview coming up, don't we? We have. We've secured an interview with a superhero. With, yeah, Gary Gastrell, um, who is a a genuine superhero, um, or so he claims. So uh, shall I run the um, jingle, and then we'll we'll have a listen to what he has to say. Um, Here we go. Here comes the jingle. Almost... uh, seamless movement from from uh, one thing to another isn't it yeah it... in the annals of history there can be but one man one man who can tame the universe right wrongs and do what must be done this is that one man hello fam are you there Hello there, I am here. Um, Hi, Sam. It's lovely to be here. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it, it's it's just amazing, you know, just to be able to talk to people about my superpower. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's great. It's great. So how well, are mate, you then, Sam? I'm I'm really, really well. Um, I'm, I suppose you, you maybe, maybe you know that already, given your superpowers. Uh, not my superpower wouldn't help me to know what you had said before. It's not that kind of superpower. It's, it's, it's okay. a different one. And 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 before you ask, my superpower isn't the ability to sound like Jonathan Creek either. Just before you point that one out, <laughs> or, or even a, a notable dabbler with magic and uh, the occult. Uh, oh, the yeah. Previous episode. Oh, yeah. Well, it's always good to recycle, isn't it? It's always yeah. A good thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, even even with all of that in mind, get down, let, Crowley. <laughs> let, let's get on with it. I wish you'd pointed that out previously, and I would have remembered. But anyway, I think we're at, definitely at that stage now where we've run the entire gamut of all of our voices, and that's it, really, isn't it? Yeah. So, um, anyway, moving swiftly along there. Yeah, quite. Go on then, Sam. Ask me a question. Right. Who are you and what are you all about? Well, my name is Gary Gastrell and uh, my superpower is uh, that I'm really good at taking cuttings from spider plants, potting them in plastic drinks cups and then giving them away to people. Um, and that's, that's, that's why I'm known as Spider Plant Cuttings Man. And people get you confused, don't they, with Spider Man? Because you you often yeah. you often abbreviate your title to Spider Man, don't you, on on your Facebook page? Uh, no, I don't actually. No, I think that's that's where the problems occur because I am very upfront with people that I am Spider Plant Cuttings Man, and that the you know the gentleman who wears the very tight you know spidery blue and red kind of uniform little number, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't shoot you know webs out of my wrist. I can't climb up the sides of mountains. Uh, off uh, uh, 
uh, office blocks. I can't, oh, I can't do anything with mountains really, no. uh, apart from look at them. And you know, I just don't. I, yeah, I, do you see what I mean? My superpower is quite limited, really. You know, so. Yeah, so it must be the fans then that have sort of caused that confusion because you've got quite a loyal fan base on your on your social media pages. Well, yeah, I mean, everybody likes spider plants. You see, that's the things, you know. And um, well, they're just when... so easy to maintain, aren't they? You can just sort of let them get on with it. But your ability yeah. is is really. Um, well, like the my, cultivation and the uh, yeah, I, you see, my my superpower is that I'm able to take a pair of scissors and to cut the, you know, cut the the the, the stem as we call it as close as possible to where the yeah. baby spider plant is about to grow, and then obviously I then you know put a bit of like potting compost in one of those you know plastic drinks cups, um, push yeah. you know put push the spider plant baby down into it, and then I take them to work. And then, um, you know, I leave them on the communal table in the in the staff room, and then uh, people, you know, just put a little sign out saying, you know, Gary's had babies again, <laughs> which, which is funny because I can't have babies. But the and point then, is but, that but you're, um, but it's, it's nice because you you cut the little uh, the umbilical stem, don't you, from from the mothers to the. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I was told I wasn't able to have children. Um, oh, you know, no. something to do with a, with lazy sperm or something. I don't know. Oh, but um, but yeah, but I, you know, I've got my uh, got my baby spider plants. You know, and that's that's where I earned the name of spider plant cutting man. And do you have any kind of costume that goes that goes with it, or? Um, well, no. I mean, the thing about the 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 place I work is that they have quite an informal. Um, dress code so you know just like nice trousers not jeans or anything like that you know mm. nice trousers like a chino um, perhaps or something yeah like a chino yeah like a chino and you know like a, a nice a nice shirt you know sleeveless shirt you know that's a about ch- it really and a chino yeah nice pair of chinos and oh, a nice right. you know shirt with like you know like just like a uh, short sleeve shirt you know that's that's really all my yeah my uniform is really so that's your superhero costume is really just your uh, your work attire yeah really that's basically yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's about it yeah i don't i don't really go in for all like the cape and the no the, the pants on the outside and the tight well, why would tight. you it's just dis- frankly disgusting well, it, and then... it's silly really isn't it yeah yeah and uh, i suppose your utility belt is your pair of scissors for for cutting the umbilical stem yeah, you know, well, I mean, I, I've got one of those belts with the like the little pouch that you can like put things in. So I've got like, you know, like a like a Swiss Army knife, and I've yeah. got, you know, so like one of those screwdrivers where it's like you, it's like a fillet on one end, and then the flat one, and you can turn it round. So it's like Do you know that. what I, I'm sitting here now, looking at my at my podcasting table. And yeah. I've I've got a multi screwdriver here for that I use for fixing various. Oh really? Things. Oh, it's got Posi Drive. It's got Torx. It's got those weird triangle ones that yeah. they use on um, Apple Electronics. Well, you, you could be a superhero Apple. too. You could be a superhero too because you've got one of those. I noticed Nick's not in the call anymore, so obviously one no. of my superpowers is isn't to make uh, listeners. <laughs> Maybe he's arachnophobic. <laughs> Maybe he's arachnophobic. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I suppose you'd like to ask me about my crime fighting, you know, given that I am a superhero. Yeah, how how have you managed to uh, lower crime in? Where are you from again? Sorry, I I didn't I didn't say. Where am I from? Impression. I'm uh, I'm from uh, Somerset. Oh uh, right. 
As you can tell by the accent. Oh, yes. Yeah. And is that accent going to change to suit that from now on? <laughs> no, not really. No. Oh. Anyway, I suppose you'd like to ask me about my f- crime fighting in Somerset. How do you fight crime in Somerset with, with in your chilly nose? <laughs> what, with me spider plants? That's right, yeah, with your spider plant well, cuttings, man. Well, I don't really. I mean, to be honest, I mean, what what could you do, you know, like with if you were walking along and you saw like, you know, some youths and they were like, you know, breaking into a, a shop or something. What am I going to do with like a, a little tray of spider plants? So to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, I don't I don't really fight crime. You know, I, um, you know, I, I, uh, I don't I don't really do that. I think I, I did once. um tell the TV licence people that my neighbour was watching television uh, and didn't have a licence. Um, but that wasn't really to do with the spider plant. Mm. It's no, just I believe I, it's an act, isn't it, rather than a law. Yeah. So I, just not... didn't, I just didn't really like them, to be honest. So I Fair just play. graphed them up, you know, to the Somerset police. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd report a crime if you saw it, though? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't really want to get involved, to be honest. You know, I, it's not really something I want to do. No. Really. So, um, yeah, so that's about it, really. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know if I am a superhero, to be honest. What, what do your family have to say about about your um, your capabilities? Well, we, we, my mum and dad, you know, they, they're very supportive of me when hmm. I see them, obviously, but... Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I think I think they understand me. You know, they understand the issues, but I don't, you know, and they appreciate that. Obviously, being the parents of a superhero, you know, it isn't always easy. But, well, it places um, them in a, quite a dangerous position. I mean, you saw what happened does, yeah. to the actual Spider-Man's um, rice-making uh, uncle. Oh yeah, I, th- I think I saw that film. He was uh, he was wasn't he thought. Was he what? Wasn't he thought dead with, with oh, a gun? I thought you said thought. Um, no. no. I, I think I did say thought, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was thought dead. <laughs> he, was, he was thought dead, wasn't he? But but I think yeah. his legacy still carries on with his sweet and sour sauce and his cut price rice. Do you want me to do Jonathan Creek now? Yeah. Well, you see... The first time I thought about it, I, I, I thought a door is just a door, isn't it? Because, of course, it's a rectangular opening. But if a door wasn't a door, and then it struck me that maybe the killer had, had made us all think it was a door, but in fact it was a mirror. And that's when I looked very closely. There were scratch marks down the side of the uh, frame. And it was then I realised that, of course, he couldn't have been him and it had to have been somebody else because the only person that had a motive was the man from the mirror shop. There you go. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> See how we've moved now from me trying to be Gary Gastrol to just do Jonathan Creek. Yeah, and it's equally impressive. <laughs> I, I could go back to being um, the uh, the guy, uh, Jermaine v- uh, Vin- Vinvara, couldn't I? Gin- <laughs> Vinvara, yeah. Vinvara Ginvane. I've had two weeks to come up with this fucking accent. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was better than those two weeks when we both did Cockney. 
<laughs> well, remember when we did the Russian accents? I mean, oh, I, I don't even know why I'm now talking to you in this accent. Did you carry I mean, on I, like I, that? I could just basically. It. I could just basically stop, couldn't I? But I'm because I'm such a dedicated actor. I've decided yeah. to stay well, in we, the voice. The, the listeners need closure. They need to stay in character. Um, so yeah. I'll ask one more question. Go on then. Ask Why are they called spider plants when they only? Well, well, they rarely only have eight leaves. A pen. What would the leaves aren't they? The extendy. Well, I think they're called spider plants because. They look like spiders if spiders uh, were plants and yeah. and had green veiny leaves. I think well, that's why they call them spider plants. If if spiders ever had the ability to photosynthesize, they wouldn't need mm. to move around to catch flies. So I imagine spider yeah. plants are just spiders who mastered the art of photosynthesis early. I I I I just think I've I've gotten pegged down for that. To be honest, have you? I've pegged them for that. I've pegged given them, them a good being... pegging down to. I have pegged them, yeah, very deeply pegged yeah. them, and I've chlorophyll them in. I've chlorophylled them in, yeah, that's right. So uh, you know, I've planted that seed in them, you know, and uh, and I think that's pretty much. I'll it, really. leaf it out. <laughs> what are you stalking about? <laughs> Branching off from that, um, oh, yeah. we should oh, end I, this I, interview. Yeah, I twigged that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to the root of the problem. <laughs> we haven't we? Uh, uh, don't take a pot at me. <laughs> <laughs> right, should I do the? My bark's worse than my bite. Because a Is tree it? bark. Sparks, oh, right. bark's don't have bark, so. That's very good. Um, So, shall I take us out of the uh, of an item where perhaps the jingle itself was perhaps more successful than the item? Yes, Yes. as they so often are. (laughs) They so often are. Yeah. Well, we do try, don't we? Here we go. In the annals of history, there can be but one man. Got your voice back. Yeah, I got my voice back. Well, there you go. Well, that was fascinating, wasn't it, to hear from Jin um, from Gary Gastrel there? Uh, yeah, I I thought it was really interesting. I, I wouldn't personally, I didn't want to say this to his face or to no. his ears. No, but I don't think it is a superhero power hero. No, I think I think as the interview went on, I think it became abundantly clear that he wasn't a superhero. But, but they um, often pretend to be an average man. Like um, like Vinny last week was talking about how if he had a superpower, mm. he would just wear glasses and, and act a normal life and then get changed in a phone box. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I, I wonder if, if the fact into that we weren't... Into his Thinos. Into his... Interesting, yeah. I wonder if the fact that we weren't here last Sunday has meant that Vinny has has has, uh, has forsaken us. Um, yeah, we might have scared him off. Well, I mean, we've scared. How many listeners have we scared off this week? We've scared off Nick, Nick, and Lovell, haven't we? We've yeah. scared them off. Yeah. So, um, but I think Vinny, Vinny's quite. If I know Vinny, I would say that he's he's quite a resilient and tough man. I mean, he handled a 30-minute chat about anal hygiene very well. He was um, very good about it, wasn't he? Yeah, no, he, yeah. Um, he de- we pegged him for that, really, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, I've always had Vinny <laughs> pegged as uh, as an anal hygiene enthusiast. This is the peg episode, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
Uh, just in case our listeners aren't aware, we're doing this live. So um, what that means is, is that for the hour or so that we're doing this podcast, we can see viewers, listeners, sorry, appearing and then disappearing very soon afterwards. So uh, just yeah. in case you're wondering. We don't take we it are, personally. No, we don't take it personally. I think it just adds to the humour, doesn't it, of, of what <laughs> we're doing. But, yeah. um, I'm sure the same thing happens to Joe Rogan. On his podcast. To who? Joe, is he like Seth Rogen? No, I think he used to do a program on Sky One in the early 2000s called Fear Factor, where oh, yeah. he made people eat cockroaches. Do you remember that one? I, I think I would have remembered it if I'd seen it, yeah. but um, Then he went on to do UFC, and now he does a podcast about aliens, marijuana, and Elon Musk. Elon Elon Musk. He's, he's the Tesla boy, isn't he? Yeah, um... He, I don't know, he's all SpaceX, isn't he? And Didn't Marion. he call his kid something like XJ, XJS94? Yeah, I think it was Jaguar XJX, XJS.exe. Uh, it was something stupid. And then people said, no, you can't call your child that because it's stupid. So he said, oh, well, yeah. we'll just call it something like, I don't know. Clive. <laughs> Clive, yeah, MCM LXVVY something. I don't know. Roman numerals for its birthday. But I mean, when you've got that amount of money, you can do what you want, really, can't you? And it, to be honest, he could pay for that child to go to a school on its own, so that no one bullies it for its daft name. Well, he could just build a school. He could build a school in space, couldn't he? Yes, base camp. No, that's already been done. Yeah, hasn't it? Hope, hopefully it's not as unreliable as his electric cars are, but there you go. Are they unreliable? Yeah. This is ser another serious moment. Uh, I think they are, yeah. I think they are generally unreliable. I think they keep breaking down, don't they? Because when we had the... Um, when we were talking about getting our house rewired, there was talk of having a bit... Like, you know like how excited I get about cabling? Well, there was oh, a chat you love, about... You love cabling, don't you? I can't get enough of it. Of, it was thickness, literally like, like this... Thickness, don't you? Honestly, a thick fucking cable. <laughs> Four-core cable. None of this three-core nonsense, right? Uh, Three-core three plus the cable, earth. Yeah. Going heft. out... You like the heft, Yes, the girth. It's not always about the length of the cable. Yeah. Uh, it's the girth of it that gets it's me going. Girth. That's the girth. They, they, they like the girth, don't they? It, it, had, it had like mesh protection on the outside of it. It could carry that much current. I mean, you've seen oh, oven mesh cabling. Protection. Don't go on about mesh protection. I'm sitting well, you, down if, at the minute. If you're I'll using stand cabling. Up in a minute. If you're using cabling with girth and length like that, I mean, you're going to want to yeah. use mesh protection. And it yeah. was going to go to the front of my house. Uh, just in case I needed an electric car in the future, but I bought yeah. a Fiesta and I just used petrol, so. That's fair enough, yeah. Yeah. I'll I tell you what, fibre to the premises, eh? Hey? That's that's what it's all about, isn't it, fibre? That's that, I mean, that cable, That's that's got a bit of girth to it, hasn't it, a bit of heft? It has, but I I think if we'd, if I, I like a, I like the simplicity of like a good um, RF, like the aerial cable. Because mm. there's Coaxial. something really... That's it, coax. coax the cable, thing yeah. that goes on there. When you clip a coax, you just don't oh, you don't yeah. know pleasure until you've clipped a coax. It's because of like that waxy plastic that keeps the outside yeah. from touching the inner. Oh, it's great fun. When you push the female into the male uh, bit, that's. But if, you've, if you've ever made your own coaxial ca cable, which I'm yeah. sure you have, the ends come uncrimped. 
right? So what you do is you mm. you use a special cutter that strips the outer but maintains that um, you know like the inner protruding um, mm. like piece of cable within the cable itself. Yeah, that's that, that's that's not part of the end connector. Yeah. Um, so you have to use a special stripper, and then there's a crimping tool that goes round, and oh, it's just it clicks right into place. It's really satisfying. Yeah, I I remember the the very first time. Um... Uh, I uh, I had uh, uh, I had a piece of coaxial cable stripped back with the outer bit stripped and you know mm. leaving the inner bit. Um, Hoping your was, parents wouldn't walk in and catch you. Well, it was my bar mitzvah, you see. Uh. <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> worth the wait, though. Worth the wait for that one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> but uh, well, that but, yeah. Was it's cable chat ticked off. I was. I mean, who knew that when we started this podcast today that we'd end up getting an innuendo joke uh, and and uh, uh, a nod to the Jewish faith by talking about coaxial cable? I think it might be a first, and there's a first time for everything. There isn't there? And, um, and, but, but there's always a time for a Tisdale connection, isn't there? There's always time for a Tisdale-Tisdale connection. This is the feature where we uh, try and link Ashley Tisdale's life and various uh, adventures to the topic of the podcast. This week's topic mm. is superheroes. And or pegging. It's not pegging this week. Um, <laughs> we could do a pegging special, couldn't we? We could link Ashley Tisdale to pegging, but uh, I'll leave you to do the research on that one. Well, uh, you know, I've got this the rest of the evening to myself. So yeah, well, you know, just open up a private browser and oh yeah, in incognito. But I mean, Bingo, incognito. Yeah. Oh God, the stuff my internet service provider must think when I when it sees like searching up coax, Mustangs, and Ashley Tisdale. Anyway, um, well. In 2012, mm -hmm. Ashley Tisdale did something completely unexpected. <gasps> On Halloween, mm. she went out around L.A. Mm. in costume, donning, I quote the Daily Mail, a skimpy corset. Good God. In what she, quote, claims to be the caped crusader. But it's it's effect I'll, I'll describe the outfit to you it seems to be a, a tight pvc uh, sort of a one-piece swimsuit kind of shape with a yeah. yellow uh, velvet utility belt the mm -hmm. um the pvc uh, item of clothing has a luminous yellow piping uh, from the breast down to the sides of the legs and mm -hmm. there appears to be some kind of like a triangle uh, motif sort of pattern fabric coming out of the uh, hip sides of the legs and she's wearing right. a bow around her neck but nowhere on this outfit i mean mm. it, yeah it's the colors of batman yellow and yeah. black i'm not seeing a skimpy corset there no i'm no. just seeing an outfit that that has a has a belt in at the waist and it shows off her fantastic figure and it mm. doesn't have the uh, batman logo um granted but yeah. apparently she was trying to pull off batman i think she did a bloody good job um, do you think she managed to pull off batman i think I she don't... pulled off batman quite thoroughly well you see um, i obviously did in the garden center so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so um... 
Wait, wait a minute. In the time that it takes me to open up the browser. Yeah, I, I was I was doing exactly the same. I was just trying to laugh until yeah. then. It's just too long. Um, yeah. You, it might be an interesting um, tidbit that uh, yeah, her friend. Clever, clever. <clears throat> a, yeah. Should I call it a tisbit? Like, cause it's Tisdale and Tis Tid Tidsdale. I think tidbit sounds better, just because Tidsdale, and it sounds like tidbit. All right, we've got a tidbit of yes. um, her friend who also wore a costume got the Robin logo correct. So her friend actually made her look more like Batman than she did make herself like Batman. Yes, if that makes sense. So yes, no, you could argue sense, her yeah. friend helped her to pull off Batman. Well, so they did it together between the two of them. Yeah, I think it was a joint effort. And um, actually yeah. on her own, we wouldn't have immediately thought that she was pulling off Batman that well. But with her friend, friend's help, um, mm. it was, it, you know, it was much uh, uh, quicker to, to mm. make him twig. Of course, you, you know why she'd be very good at pulling off Batman. No, I don't. Because she's a yank. Are you allowed to say yank anymore? Uh, I I suspect that uh, with a little bit of um, research, uh, making sure that we haven't crossed a line, we could either leave that in or we could take it out. Yeah, we could. I mean, it. I think that no, it's not libelous because Batman's a fictional character, isn't he? Yeah. Do you want me to look up the word yank and see whether it? Uh, yeah. Let's it see. Um, we'll, call, we'll call this. We'll call this portion of the podcast Yank Watch. Yes. And people can just listen to you looking it looking it up. Yeah. So yank, verb, pull with a jerk. Uh, her hair was yanked and she screamed. Uh, yank, noun, a sudden hard pull. One of the other girls gave her ponytail a yank. Uh, origin, Scots, from the late 18th century. Uh, a Scots word in the sense of sudden, sharp blow. Uh, uh, right, noun... Uh, yank, uh, plural yanks, one, informal, derogatory, an American. Um, Number two, informal US, another term for Yankee. So that's the second sense. And the the use of the word yank has increased exponentially uh, towards 2010. There was a peak in the... uh, the, Yank usage. yeah, in, in the usage, 1940, uh, and it then dropped down in the 60s and 70s, but then went up again much higher in the 2010s, which, oh. interestingly enough, looks remarkably like the um, the, the uh, curve for the uh, uh, prevalence of coronavirus in the United States at the minute. Well, you you better stop you better stop saying it then, because maybe there's a causal relationship between the amount of times we say yank. And the number of people that get uh, C nineteen in the states. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think the the jury's out on whether or not it's it's uh, uh, offensive and inappropriate to use the word yank. But I suspect it's the same in in the same tone as the word limey. So yeah. we're limeys and they're yanks. Um, I've never um, been called a limey. Have you? Have you uh, no, I haven't. I've never been called a limey. What about a pom? Uh, never been called a pom before, no, that's right. right. And uh, I'm looking up the word yank, inappropriate meaning, but it, of course it's it's just the the, the comedy one that we that we yeah use. we've been exploiting for five minutes. 
yes, we have. That's right. So it's a joke where initially it was funny, but now it's just like an English lesson. So <laughs> that's how to ruin ruin the joke is just to literally make it into. So uh, yeah. here we are. This is the Urban Dictionary. Uh, number one, a term used by the British to describe all Americans. Two, a term used by American Southerners to describe the Union forces during the American Civil War. Three, slang for male Mastabastian, it says here. Oh. It, yeah, Mastabastian. I don't quite know what that is. Um, uh, and um, uh, number four, a term to describe pulling something very hard and fast, C number three. Oh. Um, so uh, the examples are, number one, oh, God, it's a yank. Or number two, it's a yank, shoot it. Uh, or he called you a yank, Billy Bob. And Billy Bob replies, nobody called me a yank. I'm going to shoot you, you limey bastard. And then number three, are you yanking that thing again? And then number four, I yanked it so hard I got blisters. Oh. So that, that clears all that up then. The blisters have cleared up. <laughs> the blisters have cleared up. So we can keep all that in because Excellent. We've, we've done all of our research um, and we are allowed to say that. And if any of our listeners are thinking about using a term where the jury is out on whether it's offensive or not, then mm. we would advise you to do your own research, use your discretion and think to yourself, is my usage of this term uh, bringing anything to my life and to other people's lives? Precisely. And remember, just because you're not offended, it doesn't mean to say that somebody else isn't. And of course, the, the sort of the white male privilege of not being offended by things uh, is, of course, the reason why we have the Black Lives Matter um, campaign running. And we've, we've proved that. I mean, I've, I've never been called a palm or a limey. No, that's right. And I, I haven't either. But then but then, of course, you know, someone um, may have and they may be very upset with it. Absolutely, that's right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the thing is, is that we've moved from comedy to being very serious there for a moment. Yeah. Um, and it's that awkward, to... it's that awkwardness, isn't it, where people don't know whether to quite take our serious points. Yeah. As seriously, um, or whether it's satire or parody, it's not. Okay. We're being genuine. But of course, the thing is, is what, what we now need to do is to be able to move from being very serious to going back to being silly again. And there's only one way I know how to do that. By locking something in? Uh, yep. There you go. That's a signal. Now now we're locked into comedy again. So now, <laughs> now we're working on a different level there, you see. Um, I noticed that it is now five past five, and that does constitute one hour of this podcast. Yeah. But now we've moved into the into Vinny territory now, haven't we? Now yeah. we've rather like casting our um our rod with its uh, rather cheap float that we bought uh, at the seaside and seeing whether or not anything bites and I've then, talked um, to, have i talked about my poundland fishing rod before no you never have done now now would be an appropriate time to do so i suspect i, I had a poundland fishing rod and mm. a set of lures from the same aisle in poundland it was just oh, like yeah. a little spinner and the spinner had a picture of a ladybird on one side and oh, I was very right. young, and I, I went to the River Ival, cray mm -hmm. fishing, uh, which you don't need a license for because they're seen as a pest for being American, interestingly enough. Oh, that's and, interesting, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I cast out my lure, and I, I caught a, a, a perch. I'm sure I've mentioned catching the perch before. I think it was a defining moment in my childhood. But, you yeah, know, I caught it with Poundland equipment. 
And you caught it with this spinner on, did you? I did, yeah. I was spinning away and, um, yeah, hooked into like a two to two and a half pound perch, which, which is substantial for a perch. It is, absolutely, yeah. I've caught them up to about half a pound when I was a teenager, but I've never caught a two and a half pound perch before. Oh, it was sizable. And you have to be really careful with the perch fish, ladies and gents, because oh, yeah, the spiny it's a, the dorsal. Yeah, the dorsal yeah. fin is, um, is very spiny. You have to stroke it one way to smooth its spines. And that would absolutely. be my advice on handling a perch. And of course, just to make absolutely certain that you you uh, keep it out of the water for as little time as possible, and then either return it to the river or lake or put it into a keep net, because yeah. uh, when a fish is out of water, that's where the expression comes from. It is literally dying and uh, unable to breathe. Yeah. Um, just imagine yourself underwater um and uh, how you would feel if you were underwater without any breathing apparatus that's how a fish and a, and a hook in you and a hook in your in your mouth or in my case because i was so rubbish at fishing right down its throat and uh yeah yeah so because um, you got to get your disgorger out then don't you and, uh, you have wrap it round three times slide it in oh, push God. to break it past the barbs and then drag back up through the throat Oh God! Uh, I was I was terrible at getting hooks out of fish out of fish because I, I was quite squeamish. Yeah, didn't didn't your mate just just strike one until it was pulp? Yeah, have we had this conversation before? I think, I think we've had fish chat before, but oh, I, I've uh, got a fair few fishermen's tales. Have you really? For fishermen's oh, friends. Yeah. Perhaps yeah. we should have a fishing themed um, episode. <laughs> Yeah, we have. We could, wait, can we do old? Can we do old sea dog accents? Well, you see, it's interesting because obviously uh, uh, the sacred cow.